Friday on Locked On Anaheim Ducks. It's Hamilton Day, but that's not the only thing coming out on Disney Plus today. Also, we'll talk about the hub cities and the final part of my interview with Sarah Avampado on today's Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We are now on day 100-something, about 110 days, since we have started this quarantine from COVID-19. But welcome, everyone, to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, or as DC Lundberg would say, in. How's everyone doing today? It is Friday, July 3rd, and it is a happy day for those of us that live in Orange County that are fans of the Mighty Ducks film franchise. I will talk about that in a second. Also, we're going to talk about the Hub Cities. That announcement took place on Canada Day. But first, I want to remind you that you can hear this podcast or any of the other shows on the Locked On Podcast Network via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you hear your podcasts. And also, do not forget to rate, comment, download, and subscribe if you have not already. And be sure to check us out on Twitter at LO underscore Ducks and follow me personally at StimpyJD. Now, I know yesterday was kind of a little bit of a somber show. I was exhausted yesterday. Just to remind you, yeah, I did climb a mountain on Tuesday. I climbed Mount Baldy. For those of you that live in Southern California, that's that giant mountain that you see to the north of Anaheim, that you see to the north of the hills. Yeah, that thing, that big-ass mountain. I climbed that thing. I'm still a little exhausted from that, but pretty excited because I get to watch the Mighty Ducks original film immediately after this podcast goes up. You can bet I'm going to do that. But first, we got some news that took place on Canada Day. Yeah, we're going to rock your body till Canada Day. So everybody, come and play and throw every last care away because Edmonton and Toronto are tentatively the two cities that are going to be part of the NHL return to play. Yes, the hub cities are both in Canada. See what happened, America. You didn't wear your masks. The cases went up. Spikes happened. And look what happens. Hockey's not going to be played in the States. Both hub cities are going to be in Canada. And honestly, that's the right decision. That is the smart play if the NHL absolutely insists on returning to play. For the record, I still don't think it's a good idea. I still don't think they should play. They should cancel the season because there are still cases out there. It is still spiking. It is still a pandemic. They shouldn't be playing. But if they really, really insist on playing and want to award the Stanley Cup, there's no better options than Edmonton and Toronto. Think about it. They've got multiple practice facilities. They've got the hotels for it. And here's a little bit from an article on The Athletic. Quote, If the players approve this plan, training camp is tentatively scheduled to start July 10th, with teams expected to travel to their respective hub cities around July 22nd and begin play in late July or early August. End quote. And this comes from Michael Russo of The Athletic. A lot to divulge here. The Western Conference would go to Edmonton. The Eastern Conference would go to Toronto. I mean, it's not the best plan because some fans would say, okay, Edmonton is going to be the host. What about when Edmonton plays? They're going to have the home ice advantage. There's no fans. Without the fans and all the bells and whistles, it's not going to be much of a home ice advantage. It's going to go to whoever's the best team. 
there's going to be no fans at Scotiabank Arena, no fans at Rogers Place. So what difference does it make where the teams play as long as they play and stay within their bubble? Now, this is a very important part of the article that I want to point out. Quote, Financially, this makes sense too, because the cost of putting on the playoffs, as well as housing, feeding, and testing players and staffers will be astronomical. But the Canadian dollar right now is worth 74 cents to the U.S. dollar. End quote. Ooh, that is a big thing to think about. It will be cheaper for the league and safer for the league to play in Canada. It's a win-win situation. How can you lose? If you can save money and keep players safe, then it is the obvious, obvious play to have both hub cities in Canada. Very obvious to me anyway. Also, the article goes into detail about how each bubble is going to look in their respective cities. Quote, In Edmonton, there will be a multiple block bubble that includes the recently built JW Marriott, the Sutton Place Hotel, the state-of-the-art Rogers Place, and the arena's attached practice sheet of ice. A wall will literally be built around the bubble, sources said. End quote. At least Edmonton has multiple ways to go about this, and they have multiple hotels. They will have plenty of space in order to keep the players happy. And also, they talk about Toronto. The bubble will include a 40-acre campus-like village on the grounds of the Exhibition Place, which includes BMO Fields, the OVO Athletic Center, Coca-Cola Coliseum, and the 404-room Hotel X. But that hotel doesn't have enough rooms to hold all 12 teams. So some will have to stay in a downtown Toronto hotel, presumably closer to the Scotiabank Arena. So, I mean, there are some worries in Toronto that they're going to have to get out of that little bubble and they'll have to extend the bubble. But there's no other sports going on around there as of right now. We still don't know if baseball is going to happen in Toronto. There's a big chance baseball is not going to happen with all the safety protocols or lack of safety protocols in Major League Baseball. It turns out that the NHL is going to be a little more diligent as far as health goes. Gee, imagine that. A sports league that's kind of diligent about health. When you compare the NHL and the MLB, Rob Manfred looks like a complete joke. He makes Gary Bettman look like the most competent commissioner in all of sports, which I know some people think that is very hard to believe. But here we are in 2020, and Gary Bettman is way more competent than Rob Manfred. If you had that on your bingo card four years ago, <laughs> I'd say you're completely full of it. Those are the news as far as the Hub City. I know the remainder of today's podcast is going to be the conclusion of my interview with Sarah Avampado, and we do address this. At the time we recorded this, it wasn't confirmed that both Hub Cities were going to be in Canada. In fact, Vegas was still a frontrunner, but that's how fast things will change, and that's partially why the NHL had a 10-city list, because they know that this is a fluid situation, and they wanted to try to keep in mind that this is an ever-changing world we're in right now. This pandemic is still growing in the states. It's spiking in a lot of areas. Orlando, Texas is spiking. Vegas is spiking. Southern California is spiking. All of these different areas are spiking, which is why you had this long, long list because it was a fluid situation. Vancouver, they were thought to be part of it. They were thought to be a front runner, but they were suddenly eliminated because British Columbia's Ministry of Health didn't properly agree with the NHL's protocols for if a player tested positive 
for the coronavirus. So with that said, once again, it looks like on Canada Day, fittingly, Toronto and Edmonton are going to be your hub cities. It has not been officially announced yet, and we probably won't get an official announcement, but NHL, do the right thing. Make the official announcement as soon as possible, and if you really want hockey, get it started in Canada and move on from that. Also, a couple other notes I want to get to before heading into the first intermission. So, it is Disney Plus Day. I know we live in Southern California, or most of the crowd lives in Southern California, and quite a few Ducks fans are also Disneyland fans. Because, let's face it, if it wasn't for the Disney movie from 1992, there would be no Mighty Ducks team. So, there is another reason to rejoice today. Yes, I know it's Hamilton Day, and I will be watching Hamilton this weekend, believe me even though I have already seen it in theaters, I still want to watch it again and again and again. So not only is Hamilton debuting today, but the Mighty Ducks film is debuting today on Disney+. Plus. So if you want some awesome watching over the weekends, check out the Mighty Ducks film. You got Charlie Conway, you got the Cake Eater, you got Gordon Bombay, the coach. And you know what, fans? Ducks fly together. Yeah, so definitely check that out on Disney+. And also, I want to throw out a special shout-out. And lucky that I saw this tweet just before I was going to record. So this is my shout-out to the Ducks organist. A lot of you love him. You love hearing his melodic tones at the Honda Center. Gil Ember, the organist for the Mighty Ducks, or the Anaheim Ducks, has a new album coming out tomorrow. It's called American as Sports Organ Baseball Theater. That's going to be released on July 4th, Independence Day, which is tomorrow. So check that out on Gil Ember's Twitter, at Gil Ember. And once again, that's American as Sports Organ Baseball Theater from Gil Ember. So Gil, there's your shout-out, man. And also, just one more quick shout-out. Tomorrow is 4th of July. And I just want to give a shout out to everybody that is not only serving in the military, but keeping our country as safe as possible. And also a special shout out to all the frontline workers, everybody working at the hospitals, doing their part to help save lives. That is the shout outs for everyone. So happy 4th of July. Keep doing what you're doing and let's stay strong. Before we head into the first intermission, Let's talk about rockauto.com. For all the parts your car will ever need, Rock Auto. With an extensive parts catalog, you can find parts for all your cars, whether it's an old Chevy, an old Toyota, maybe you have an old Packard, or maybe, just maybe, you happen to be one of the few people that have the Hudson Hornet. Yeah, you can tell I'm in a Disney mood right now. I reference cars, but they do have parts for the old Hudson cars of the 50s, including that iconic Hudson Hornet car. So if you want to check out some great parts at a low price, go no further than rockauto.com. And in the box where it says, how did you hear about us? Tell them Locked On sent you. So once again, that is rockauto.com, all the parts your car will ever need. And coming up after the first intermission, you're going to hear the rest of my interview with Sarah Avampado, and that will close out 
the week of shows. So thank you all once again, and be sure to stay locked in. I feel like what happened wasn't bad. It wasn't good. They dropped one spot in the draft, which isn't the worst possible scenario. And I feel like the Ducks were kind of in that weird, like, no man's land of, like, not quite good enough to, you know, go anywhere, but not bad enough to be like, ah, yes, number one spot, it's ours. So instead they're in the, like, number six which is again not bad like whoever they get there is gonna be fine but what do you think what do you think's like the biggest need you know knowing that they're sort of out of the you know the top three sort of draft the best guy available it doesn't matter what your team is looking for I feel like once you kind of get to where the ducks are drafting it's a little more of like okay what do you actually need so what are the ducks biggest needs that they're going to be trying to address with the draft First off, a little bit of history, which is also not math, but I'm not a history major neither. Neither. <laughs> Let's call the whole thing off. The Ducks were one of the worst offensive teams in the entire league. So that's recent history. They were among the bottom three of power play teams. You know who was right there with them this year, Sarah? Was it the Kings? It was the Kings, yeah. Yay! Both of our lousy teams were so crappy on power play. I mean, I know you said the Kings need defense, but maybe getting a Byfield or a Stutzel down the line could help their power play, their abysmal power play. The Kings are abysmal. The Ducks are anemic on the power play. So they've got to go forward. Their defense is fine. And going back to further history, the last time the Ducks had a number six draft pick, they got an all-star with that pick, Hampus Lindholm. Ooh, there's your history there. Ho, ho, ho. That notwithstanding, they were among the worst teams in power play. They were one of the worst five teams as far as total offensive output. Were among the bottom feeders as far as goals scored. They need offense. Badly. And there's going to be some expiring contracts after the 2021 season. They have Getzloff for another year. He's going to be a free agent. And could retire? Who knows? David Backus, he probably will retire. Carter Rowney. He's probably going to retire. They they need help on offense so badly. So when I look at who's going to be out there, uh, a tankathon has number six as Jamie Dr- Jamie Drysdale, <laughs> which would yeah I know you're sick of it too. <laughs> I thought I had muted myself to cough, and apparently I unmuted myself to cough. <laughs> that, that's okay. You're wearing your you're wearing your mask. I'm kidding. <laughs> By the way, I so loved your outfit. On the live broadcast. <laughs> that was one of the best things ever. Just, I just had to look fancy. Yeah, it feels good to dress up finally. <laughs> when it's draft lottery day. They shouldn't go after Jamie Drysdale. They've got some good defenders on their team as it is. They got Cam Fowler. They have Hampus Lindholm. They have Josh Manson. Those are three solid defenders. And even on the trade deadline, they picked up Christian Juice. Who turns out to be way better of a fit than anyone anticipated who are the decks going to get rid of well they're probably going to get rid of matt Irwin. they're very likely to get rid of michael delzato what has delzato done in the past couple years he's been okay 
He's been a marginal third liner. He's been healthy scratched time in and time out. So the Ducks have some great defenders in their pool. They have, I don't know, Yanni Hockenpah, who's been very impressive. Joel Person, who's been exceptional. And some other guys that you've heard of. Josh Mahura, Brendan Gooley. He's, he just re-signed for another two years. Uh, Gooley got a two-year, $1.6 million extension. And so did uh, Cody Curran. He signed two additional years, $2 million. He's going to move up. The Ducks are going to have so much talent on defense jockeying for position. And someone else that they recently picked up that I thought was kind of an interesting pickup, to me anyway. Axel Anderson is one of those guys that could come up really well in the next two to three seasons. And the Ducks have team control for the next three seasons. So they're fine on defense. But get some more offense. Get someone to go with Trevor Zegris. Ooh, can you imagine... Can you just imagine a line with Alexander Holtz and Trevor Zegris on that same line? That's who the Ducks I mean, should get. I, I, I've seen enough of Trevor Zegris to just know that, like, whoever you put next to him, as long as that person can, like, score uh, or can put the puck vaguely towards the net, uh, there, there's going to be a lot of success there. Also, I think that you made up the names of all of those defensemen. I think all of those are fake players that you They're have real just... players. I no, saw them I... play in San Diego. <laughs> no, I think I I'm think down there enough them. times. <laughs> just remember, you have a fanny pack from San Diego. I do, and I think that you made up all of those defensemen names. <laughs> Joel Person is a real person. Wow, I don't think I did so. not I did not intend for that to happen. <laughs> Yanni Hockenpot is a really solid defender. He's 28. He's good. Simone Benoit, Axel Anderson. Josh Mahura played for the Ducks last year. How can you not remember him? I remember him. All the other ones are fake. Also, some of the like Ducks names that you gave were, I think, fake players. Like, what's a Carter Rowney? <laughs> Carter Rowney was part of Boston, I think. No, no he's, he's not, not real. He's not real? <laughs> no. The, the Ducks defense is like Cam Fowler, Hampus Lindholm, and some dudes. <laughs> Wow. No love for Josh Manson. No love for Christian Juice. I totally forgot that 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 trade with Christian Juice even happened. Totally forgot all about it. Like, my memory of the trade deadline is just gone. Well, how many trades did the Kings make? I mean, well, they were useless. But They made maybe two (laughs) trades, and they were both useless trades. Yeah. No, they they were dumb. But like I, I was on, I, I think it was one of the locked on NHL shows that I did that we were talking about the Blackhawks, and I was like, "Holy crap!" Like they traded Robin Leonard. I forgot all about it. Like the trade deadline was like six years ago, I think, at this point. If oh man, we've been on lockdown so long, it feels like forever ago. I remember most of the trades. So I mentioned this on the live show. They got the number one rounder. On the Boston trade, they gave up Andre Kasha. They got David Backus and a number oh, and a first round pick. Yeah, that, that trade. Happened. Yeah, that trade. Remember, yeah, I did it. I did a about li- that. I did a live huh. show. I was yeah. on with the Hurricanes guys as that trade happened. Huh. And then they gave up the Elite One C to Philadelphia for a pick this year. That was whatever. Who else did the Ducks get? I'm trying to think back. Uh, they traded Nick Ritchie. For Denton Heinen. That was the Boston trade. Oh. Man, all of this stuff is just like 
gone from my memory. <laughs> oh, God. How could I forget about this trade? Uh, the Columbus trade. They gave up Devin Shore. Whew. And got Sonny Milano. Yeah. Ah, freaking Sonny Milano, man. You know, I still have memories to this day of Sonny Milano torching the AHL teams down here when he was a member of the Lake Area Monsters. You remember this more than I do because you cover the Kings. Oh, yeah. But oh, yeah. he freaking torched the Ontario Reign in that series. He was all over the place. Him and Oliver Bjork, Oliver Bjorkstrand. But hey, they broke a curse. So good for them. <laughs> the only other trade I can recall at this moment, uh, the person trade and the Christian Juice trade, they give up Daniel Sprong. Who, by the way, a lot of teammates, I don't know who, but I've been told that Daniel Sprong can be kind of a head case. So that was definitely an exceptional trade by the Ducks. And Juice got along with everybody. They sang his praises. So they're, they're real players. I guess. I guess I'll believe you. <laughs> seeing, that, <laughs> seeing that I see these teams all the time. Well, what about some of the Kings players? I mean, some of them sound like fake names. Oh, they're absolutely fake names. <laughs> Like Prohorkin, that's a real name. He's fake. He's fake. He's he's going back to Russia anyway. <laughs> In Soviet Russia, puck hits you. <laughs> We're fine, folks. I promise. This is the kind of fun you get on Locked On NHL and Locked On Ducks and Locked On Kings. Yeah, uh, we we've got to hang out more. <laughs> We have Look, too much the, the draft does weird things to all of us. This year's draft just made us completely... Lo- I, what the hell? What the literal hell? We don't know who the number one pick is. Nope. And we're going to talk me. about... We're gonna talk I'm, about- I'm picking. I'm picking. Whoever the... I get them. I can just assign them wherever I want to put them. That's how it works. <laughs> so that'll be our homework for another show. We'll take the 16 teams... We'll make a list. Who we most want them to go to, who we least want them to go to. And we'll compare lists. I like and, it. I and like it we'll, a lot. And then we'll come back in, what, a week's time, two weeks' time? Because there won't be anything to talk about in a week or two. No, it's not like we're playing hockey. Yeah. I mean, you've said before, you're just a beer leaguer once in a while. Yeah, I'm just hanging out and, like, Kings aren't playing, the Ducks aren't playing, like, all these other teams, like, preparing to go back to playing hockey and, like... Yeah, what Phase we... two, like, what's that about? Yeah, what are we doing? There's no Stanley Cup this year. Like, it's just, it's all, it's all, it's all Mirage. There's no hockey. If they're going to do that, if they really insist on doing that, and they are so gung-ho on playing, just put both teams in Canada, please. Yeah. Don't put yeah. them in the States. Put them in Edmonton, Toronto, Look, Edmonton has a great facility. They have their main arena. They have a practice arena connected to it. Then you have the hotel right across the street. In fact, you can get to the hotel from the arena, directly from the arena, without having to go outdoors. They can do it. And I feel like Canada has a much stronger, like, testing and like contact tracing like all the things that we as the united states are not doing very well on Uh, i i think that canada just in general has a lot 
better handle on everything that's happening. And so, oh, you know, funny you say that. Um, our good friend Sean Woodley, and by the way, hi Sean, <laughs> if you're listening, <laughs> I'm sure Sean is listening. I'm sure he is. He's a good guy. Sean, if you're listening, I love the tweet that you put up, and I'm going to quote this tweet. So he gave some context for the COVID numbers out of Florida. And I'm not going to quote what Sean said, otherwise we'd have to bleep ourselves. (laughs) But he basically said, play anywhere else. So out of Florida, the Florida population is one and a half times the province of Ontario. So keep that in mind. Florida has kind of a larger population, but not by much. Florida tests previous week. Florida administered 185,000 tests. All right. The previous week, they got 15,000 new cases. Ontario had 170,000 tests administered, so around the same number of tests. They had 1,370 new cases. That is 10 times less and the same amount of testing pretty much. As far as this week, I think it'll be a lot worse because looking at the CDC, or not the CDC site, but the um, Canada Health page, Ontario didn't get that many new cases in the past five to six days. They've gotten about a thousand. Florida's gotten something like 20 something thousand new cases in the last five to six days with almost the same number of testing. Look at the stats, people. It's the same amount of testing and Florida is obliterating Ontario or as, um, how can I put this? As certain leaders would say, yeah, that's those are winning numbers. We're winning on that. No, we're not. What are we winning? The highest amount of cases in five days? Yeah, we're winning that. Uh, no, no, no one's a winner there. Get, get them all out of Florida. Don't put them in there. Get them out of Florida and turn the state into a parking lot. <laughs> it's so bad. Yes. Like the fact that we don't even know what these hub cities are going to be like there's just there's just so much uncertainty with everything about the next steps for the nhl and i feel like they're getting close to announcing what the hub cities are but you know they're they're not official yet like there's just so much up in the air and i i feel like at any moment all of this could change uh that at any moment the league could just pull the plug i know they don't want to they're really trying their hardest like all the sports leagues are to have more hockey but at any moment they could just be like mm, so we can't do the thing anymore uh and then like ultimate chaos will reign of figuring out who the number one pick is but Yeah, I just, like, I'm excited because I miss watching hockey and I would like to have it back. And regardless of how weird this is going to be, it'd be cool to have a Stanley Cup awarded. Uh, You know, I I think that it'll be nice to have hockey, but there are so many drawbacks and so many unanswered questions and so much potential for, honestly, something tragic to happen that I, like, sometimes I'm like, man, is all of this worth it? But, you know, money money talks, I guess. So Then let's make uh, our that, plea that's... to the National Hockey League right now. <laughs> let's, let's plead for them. Play in Canada. Why should they play in Canada and not the States? What are your top, maybe, I guess, two reasons or three reasons why they should just play in Canada? Canada believes in science? 
never mind. That's a top reason. That's all we need. <laughs> Number one reason they believe in science. I think yeah, nothing I mean, I, much I, more has to be said about that. Yeah, I, th- I think that's kind of what it comes down to is that the, the risk, there's still risk in playing in Canada, but I think the risk is much lower. Uh, yeah, Ten times lower. Yeah, than playing in the U.S. And as long as these players can be responsible and take proper precautions and wear masks and do social distancing and all that stuff, I'd like to think that they could do that. But as we're seeing with other sports leagues, they're they're not. (laughs) And the NHL has already said they have no plan. They have no plan to like quarantine or like bubble their play. Like, I'm just getting mad all over again. <laughs> all right, so this is my plea to the NHL. Put it in Edmonton. Put it in Toronto. Like I said, Edmonton has the facilities. They can just stay in that little area. Toronto has the facilities. If you can't play all your games at Air Canada Center or whatever they call it nowadays, there's other facilities. They could play a game at the Ryko Coliseum where the Marlies play. Heck, they could play at the old Maple Leaf Gardens. They have a rink there. It is an NHL-sized rink. No one's going to be around. But they could play there, too. They have the rinks. They have the facilities. They can do it. Toronto is testing far less than the States. And they're being careful in Toronto. Well, more careful in Toronto than they are here. That's for sure. I mean, I feel like we're going to be locked in again fairly soon. They're already doing it in the Imperial County in California. They're getting shut down again as of today. It's only a matter of time. We're just going to be stuck indoors. They're going to play in Canada, but at least there'll be hockey. If the NHL does the right thing and plays in Canada. So NHL, (laughs) do the right thing. Edmonton, Toronto. Those should be your two hub cities. (sighs) All right. I think we've talked for a while now. I think we've got it. I'm very excited to do my homework. I'm really excited to work on that. That'll be a fun little side project because what else are we going to do? Yeah, right. Like, think about the playoffs? No, thank you. So tune in to Locked on Ducks and Locked on Kings next week where we'll list our our teams that we most want to see win the number one pick in that draft and who we think should never get the number one pick ever again. <laughs> Can we just say San Jose anyway? See, Sorry, Sharks. But, but here's the thing: they're not one of the 16 teams. Do you want to say the Sharks anyway? I know, but if I know, but if we're if we're saying who we should never, who we think should never get a number one pick, I mean, that's a whole different question. San Jose, you do not deserve another number one pick. You screwed <laughs> it up. You could have had the third selection, and you screwed it up. You got William Carlson. Now I know Demetrius is going to defend that trade as he did earlier on the live show. That's fine. It's the wrong take, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sarah, we, we've had fun. It, it's always fun talking to you. We got to do this more often. We No, it's we do this often fun. enough. Yeah. Yeah, it's always fun. There's always, always something to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> so where can the fine folks find you? 
They can find me on Twitter at Right Said Sarah. That's W R I T E Said Sarah with an H. They can find Locked On Kings on Twitter at Locked On LA Kings and Locked On NHL, where I host the Monday and occasionally Wednesdays uh, editions of the show. Uh, you can find that at Locked On NHL. I have finished my drink. You can find me not on Locked On NHL this week. I'm on there once in a while when Sarah needs a hand. Uh, you can also find me occasionally on on the baseball podcast. I took over for Locked On Angels for a while. I'm on there sometimes. I'm on Locked On Mariners sometimes. Oh, by the way, guess what's coming back soon? You you know what's coming back soon. I mean, is the answer baseball because you were just talking about baseball? Well, sort of. What what do I do on my podcast once in a while? Hockey Jeopardy? So, this is all but confirmed. So we are going to have an episode of Hockey Jeopardy soon. But not exactly who you think should be on. Uh-oh. So, they do kind of... What do you think I'm getting at? Based on what I just said. I think you're getting hosts from other parts of the network to answer hockey questions? Hmm. Which sport do you think I'm going to choose? I bet they're baseball hosts. This is going to be fun. Yeah, we're going to have three baseball hosts play Hockey Jeopardy. Let's see how... I'm not going to make it super hard like I did for you guys. I'm not going to go that difficult. Although you did win last time. Yeah, I did. Thank you very much. Yeah. Although, that was... My goal is to make the final Jeopardies answerable, not impossible. <laughs> I mean, yes, it's an original six team, but only because I really was wired into last year's Stanley Cup final that I heard that little juicy tidbit, and I kind of wrote it down going, hmm, this would make a good trivia question. And the reason I wrote that down was because I've won on sports trivia for Trivia Nationals in Vegas, which I am devastated I don't get to do that this year. Just devastated. However... They'll, that'll happen. So we'll have those hosts come on. We'll have some other hosts from a different sport come on. And then we'll have some actual hockey hosts on Jeopardy again. And down the line, this is all going to lead to something. Down the line, probably towards the Stanley Cup final. We're going to have a tournament of champions. <gasps> Gasp! I'm going to That's pull, very exciting. I'm going to pull out all the stops for that one. Uh, one guy that I know for sure is going to be in the tournament. He knows this. Kyle Demetrius, as much as we make fun of the Sharks, Kyle Demetrius has been one of the better players on Locked On Hockey Jeopardy. He knows his stuff, so he's going to come back. So that's what's coming up on Locked On Anaheim Ducks, which is at LO underscore Ducks. And follow me at StimpyJD. That's Stimpy with an S and JD with a J and a D. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> what was that? That's wonderful is what it is. Uh, so we'll we'll rendezvous again next week and we'll have our lists. And we'll do this again soon. Most definitely. All right. For myself, that was Sarah Avampado. I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez. What do I normally say at this time? <laughs> We're number two. Yay, word number six. Uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> All right. Um, oh, make sure to follow us on Twitter. Make sure to rate, comment, and subscribe. Uh, what else can they do? Um, 
Oh, they can find us on Apple Podcast and Google Podcast and Spotify and Stitcher Radio. Yeah, we're just all over the place. Yeah, and and tell your friends if you like hockey and you like what you hear. Tell your friends, make them listen to a new podcast. Yeah, and if you don't like what you hear, uh, we're locked on sharks. <laughs> 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 and we and we curse a lot. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a good rest of the day and stay safe. <laughs> <laughs>